Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Med- Medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey lovely ones, we have got a belting episode today with the extremely funny comedian Helen Bauer. She's my mate and she's also one half of the hosts of a brilliant fellow Acast podcast, Daddy Look At Me, with that glorious nightmare Rosie Jones. If you don't already listen to that, I highly recommend it. Thanks for listening and for spreading the word about this podcast, please. You can rate, review and subscribe. And if you give it five stars, um, even more winners learn about the podcast, which is nice. Or just tell them about it. Whichever way you do it, I am super grateful to you for spreading the word. I've got no gigs to wang on about, obviously, but I'm in a few episodes of uh, the brilliant Dawn French series Maggie Cole on The Trouble with Maggie Cole, which is on ITV Hub uh, at the moment. And I'm very briefly in a BBC drama that's on at the moment on iPlayer called Trigonometry. If you've got any spare cash, I would say please give it to the Trussell Trust, who are a bunch of glorious food banks who need it now more than ever. If you've uh, got even more spare cash uh, than uh, me, I, the podcast, is on a site called Patreon, where uh, people uh, can exchange uh, their cash from anything as little as $2 a month and up for really cool podcast related uh, stuff like guest recipes and very exclusive content. And if you join at 
any point you get access to all the historical stuff that's uh, ever been on there. Go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash The Hoovering Pod. And we're on social media at The Hoovering Pod. I'm doing uh, live chats every Monday night at nine with former guests on Instagram Live. um, And it's sort of liquid hoovering, really. Um, We've had Rosie Jones, uh, Jen Brister, Harriet Kemsley. It's been very fun and it will continue to be very fun. Uh, Okay, Helen and me were hoovering remotely from our own homes, of course. And apologies about any annoying sound interference when we talk at the same time. My editor has done a genius job of minimising it. Um, so before you write and complain, uh, know that I found a fix for it, hopefully, from now on. Um, also, it does stop being annoying about two minutes in, so just stick with it. I'm still getting my head around the new technology of doing this remotely, so bear with me. I'm not a technological wizard, um, but uh, I'm just a talking clown. Helen and me decided to eat stuff that was in our store cupboards that Eva was like the thing we were least looking forward to, like the, you know, the real end of days things, or the weirdest things, or the most dubious things or the most out of date to be interesting I guess bit of fun in it and because um, you can't let anything get to waste these days can we and as you'll hear I think I come out of it quite a bit better than Helen <laughs> um did you decide to have wine for this in the end yeah I've got a bottle of wine I haven't got a glass I'm just gonna it's like there's not much left it's from last night really <laughs> honestly Jess the selection you were like oh just get things from your house to use up and it's depressing so yeah I've got like everything's out of date. That's the thing. I'm assuming I'm going to get the absolute shits after this. <laughs> but to be honest with you, how much like I'm actually someone who enjoys the shits. Like I like the cleansingness of it. You know, when you feel like a bit empty and fresh. Oh, I'd take the shits over the six anyway. Hundred <laughs> percent, right? You just sort of sit, empty yourself, and then it's like it's not my problem. It's my housemate's problem. The smell wise, and it's like everyone enjoys their own brand enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's so true. So, if you're listening to this, I should explain that um, instead of eating something amazing um, for this episode with Helen, I've asked her to get the stuff out of her sto- stores and stock cupboards or fridge or freezer or whatever that is like the stuff that you're going to go to least. But the, the fact that we're now in lockdown means at some point you know you're going to have to eat because no one's throwing food away anymore. Right. So, we've both got a selection of the probably vile stuff but that still has the potential to be delicious and or make us ill um and because that's rough on us and it is sort of technically the evening almost we're having a glass of wine with it and i just opened a bottle that i opened two days ago and um, i'll be honest helen when i opened it it made an ominous hiss wait what does that mean what does I wonder if it re-fermented, but it doesn't over two days. It's a Riesling. It's quite snazzy. I bought it ages ago, back when I still had money. Um, oh, yeah. And when back when I still had uh, my girlfriend here uh, who loves Riesling. Oh, so no, I bought a girlfriend and you, are you um, like staying different places for isolation? She lives in Glasgow, yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. It's just me and my four-year-old, Helen. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that there. We'll leave that there. And on that note, here's the sound of wine being poured into a glass. I don't have a glass, so I am just going to drink out of the bottle, but I want everyone to know it's like at the end, so it's fine. <laughs> it's either that or downing that coffee thing I've made, and I, I don't like it that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, right. Oh, mm. oh, fuck, that's still really delicious. I've got a I, wine. Yeah. Are you, are you drinking white wine or red wine? Red wine. 
I prefer red wine. I do like white wine, but I it, I sort of drink it a bit like water and then wonder why I've got so aggressive. I just don't. The white wine thing, I think it's that, that's the drink that I drank too much of as a teenager, which sounds so decadent. We used to get bottles of like Blossom Hill and just with a straw and that was like the cute look. Yeah. Like, there's, there's like sexy alcohols to drink as teenagers like no one's going to go for the six foot one 15 year old drinking a beer but everyone yeah. hang out with a six foot one 15 year old who's got like a bottle of wine and has a straw in it and being super poly do you know what i mean i, love it. I probably did exactly exactly the same because I'm, I'm pretty sure i'm loads older than you i would drink stuff like um like hooch and oh, reef yeah. And, um, oh, God, there was one called Caribbean Twist. Oh, Caribbean Twist is another sexy classic. Yeah. But I mean, it's still it is. Like, you don't want to... I was so aware of, like, being bigger. And I was like, I want to be the cute girl who's drinking, like, you know, like, a Malibu and Coke, please. Like, that's mm. the vibe. <laughs> but by the time I got to uni, I was like, pints, pints, pints. Yeah, because I'd then say- you want to be one of the lads. Yeah. Fucking hell. You don't pick as a woman what you want to drink. It's determined for you by society. <laughs> what age do you reckon you got you were at by the when you decided you could actually have the drink you liked instead of the one that made you look like the person you were never going to be? Oh, see, the problem is I'm still battling with it because my drink is red wine. Like, I love red and rosé wine. I will always like It's just such a gross look to just be covered in, like, red wine. Like, cause I'm a smoker as well, right? <laughs> I think that's sexy. I mean, I'm not talking to anybody who's listening, but the, a glass of red wine and a tab, it's like, you're a sexy French waiter, Helen. <laughs> no, but you're picturing me just having one glass and like a Vogue cigarette, whereas I'm smoking Rollies, usually using the same filter because I forgot to buy more. So just reusing a filter. Oh, a brown filter. <laughs> I know. I hate myself if that helps. I really do. I don't want you to hate yourself. And um, do you get those like, dragon, those like two little like upward fangs of black red wine where you stay like up into your moustache? And um, sometimes in the morning, a fully black tongue. Oh, God. See, why would anyone... I never brush my teeth if I'm pissed. Like, it just right. never crosses my mind. Because usually you get home and you've been on some sort of public transport, so you're feeling a bit queasy anyway. Yeah. Because you know when you've drunk so much red wine, like, right, so, right, this is bullshit. You know people say always go to the toilet before you leave the bar before you get home? Like, yeah. my bladder isn't the hour for the night bus. So I always end up half the night bus just sort of like shaking violently, sweating, pissed out my forehead, trying to hold it in. And then you're feeling queasy at the same time because of the motion of the bus or the tube or whatever. So you're just feeling like really off. And then I get in and I'm like, I need to piss. I need to, I I feel like I need to vomit. But the idea of brushing my teeth and getting anywhere close to possibly vomiting, I can't handle it. So I just wait till I pass out. And then I wake up the next morning like, oh, you, you're disgusting. Shame on you. And, oh, this took a really dark turn, didn't it? So quick. I mean, I knew it would, but I'm so impressed by how quickly it has. Why did you know it would? What does that say about me? Well, I just mean you're a lot of fun and you're very honest. <laughs> and we're in the middle of an apocalypse, so where else is it going to go? Drink, drink, drink. <laughs> drink, 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 drink. Have you been drinking the whole way through the self-isolation? Um, yeah, I've been, um, making sure I have, I'm not very good with absolute resolutions. I'm sort of, I've got various people in my life who are like, yeah, you know, I'm going to, I might have a drink at weekends or whatever. Now is not the time for that. Um, my um, balance, my equilibrium is that I've sourced, I'm not, so I don't set resolutions for myself because they just make me sad and feel like Mm. a failure when I'm, 
and I don't do them, but I am. Um, so I've just said I will probably drink and will probably exercise most days. It depends what I feel like. So um, it, worryingly, I know the days I haven't drunk in the last week and there were two of them. <laughs> I didn't drink on Sunday or on Wednesday, which was yesterday. So that proves that you don't need it. Well, I don't need it, but also I, uh, I'm i not getting hammered. Um, it was my girlfriend's birthday and we had a fa- fancy dress party over Zoom oh. and I got hammered at that on, on Tuesday. And actually, a hangover on top of apocalypse emotional fragility is a terrible thing for me. So I do know to not get wasted. What about you? Are you drinking on through? I am. I think like not like it's not like a choice. I'm not like I'm like, oh, I'll get drunk every night just to see it through. But it's just like, I live with um, my best friend from school. So like we both drink together all the time anyway. And this yeah. has just become like a like, oh, it's oh, you finished work at 530. Let's get pissed then. And then like oh, I had a wake up call because I did one of those live streaming gigs. And I was by the time it got to my turn, I was like just rolling. <laughs> <laughs> How does it? I mean, I'm not sure it's got it's got nothing to do with the theme of the podcast. But um, once we finish recording, I'm going to ask you about how those gigs work because I've got serious reservation. Oh, do it. I've got loads of really good advice if you want to get pissed and say too much, then realize it gets put up as a permanent thing where people can listen to anytime they want. I can help you out. <laughs> okay, if you're listening, please look out for any uh, virtual gigs that Helen is doing because they'll be even better than when you do see it live. I'm actually fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Should we try one? Because we've both got a few things that are going to be not very nice to eat to eat. Mm. So try one and talk about it first. I've got three things to try. I've got an open box of mango Turkish delight. Um, (laughs) Okay, that sounds good. It was my partner bought this and um, she likes Turkish delight. Obviously, I don't. Um, So, I mean, I wasn't going to like it even if it was fine. And once you've opened it, you should consume it within 30 days. And it definitely was opened at least two months ago. Good job. But it doesn't solid. I've got some... um, Oh, you know the amazing Rose Johnson. Yeah. And she um, came over in January and palmed off onto me some um, Sainsbury's Free From Mince Pies, Fucking which went great. in the beginning of March. That feels so right for her to do. She brought around things, beautiful things that she'd cooked, but she also managed to try and get rid of something she didn't want in her house at the same time. Actually, she's a good example of someone who seems to be quite thriving in this environment. Did you see those apple tarts that she made the other day? No. Don't go on her Instagram. It's infuriating. There's so many people rustling up really kind of exquisite things, aren't there? I'm losing my mind for male comics who are just discovering bread baking for the first time. (laughs) It's like my new, like, Dils of Disneyland. It's fucking gorgeous. Is that shit turning you on, Alan? It kind of is. I just sort of, like, look at these air bubbles and I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking look at them, Greg. Like, it's so good. To make it worse, most of them have grown a handlebar moustache by now as well to go with it. Fit. Oh, fuck, I cannot wait to hear those stats. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, tell me, oh, the other thing I've got here to eat that I don't really want to eat, but I reckon I can get rid of onto my kid, but I'll try one of. Uh, um, uh, there was a time, probably a fortnight ago now, where there was nothing in the normal supermarkets, but I live quite near an amazing Turkish one called Turkish Food Centre in Catford. Oh. So I bought him or us some um, like tea biscuits and they're called smiley milky. 
Oh, uh, I food that tells me how to feel, but I'm prepared to try one of those. It's sort of circular and dusty, and they've all got a different kind of cartoon emotion on them. They sound like those, like, milk biscuits. What do they call those milk biscuits? Oh, I think that is, I don't know. What Why nice they just say milk? They're so good. Oh, they just say milk. I don't know them. Oh, you're missing out. Pick one out that looks like someone who is off their face on ecstasy. That is a very happy <laughs> biscuit. Um, <laughs> what have you got there to eat? Um, right, I've got I've got a jar of pomegranate ketchup that went out of date last January. <laughs> Three hundred and twenty grams. Oh God! I have a one and a half um, milk chocolate rice cakes, half eaten by Sunil Patel. He brought them for himself for New Year's this year. Right, and just left them here, and I what don't know what to do with them. Brings around some milk chocolate rice rice cakes for New Year's, but New Year's party. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. But you know, you take what you get and you be polite about it. So, great. Oh god, I've got like a pack of organic sea veg oh. crispies, toasted nori snack, mm, which went out of date at the beginning of February this year. So not bad. Not bad, that'd be fine. And they're higher in fibre, so that's a bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah, you're definitely going to shit yourself. <laughs> that's the fun! Snacks, <laughs> <laughs> we need extra fibre. <laughs> oh, these are in date! And then I've got, I've got like a pack of like sugared almonds. Oh, nice, okay. Which I think, I think my friend Carmen got me from Milan. Ooh, um, fancy. Pictures. I just, I don't know. I've opened them once and just never gone back to them. I think I got shoved to the back of a cupboard, which is so weird for me because usually, like, I buy food and then eat it immediately. So, when you say the cupboard, are they like, um, they look like a sort of disappointing flat mini egg? They, that's what they look like, exactly. But they're quite colourful. Okay. I mean, that's even more mini egg like, isn't it? They're quite, well, they, they've gone for a less kind of pastel and a bolder colour. Than uh, they're all pastel apart from some very shocking reds. Ooh. <laughs> oh, make them look like tablets. We can have, have a spice to them. That's my dream. Ooh. Okay, right. What are you going to try first? I mean, I kind of I want to get the pomegranate ketchup out of the way because it's it's so uh, all day. Okay, get that out of the way. I'm going to eat the ecstasy biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope you get really high in about. Oh, Jesus! Oh. Fuck! I can't eat it. Oh, oh, Does it smell awful? It, I well, I yeah, I don't know what colour it's supposed to be. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna dip my finger in, and then I'm just gonna. Oh, okay. Well, I can't, <laughs> having a proper like crisis of confidence here. I really wish I could see you. Okay, I'm just gonna do it. Do it. No, I hate you. I can't see you, but that was the worst noise. Did you just pick it up? <laughs> I just no, no, it's in my it's like on my I'm gonna <laughs> Oh god <laughs> Oh dear Have a sip of wine, have a sip of wine. Fucking had one! Tell you what's sad, it's called Aphrodite's. There is nothing Aphrodite-ish about that taste. <laughs> Goddess of love. Goddess of love and vomit. Did it taste a pomegranate? Oh, I don't like that. No. <laughs> was it like sweet? 
What colour is it? It's like, so it's like it's like a really thick brown paste. Oh, and it's sort of like stuck to the lid in a really specific way with like flex in it. Oh God. I just think my brother bought it for me for Christmas, I think, two years ago, because he's like, oh, Helen loves ketchup. Uh, she'll love this. Like, one of those shit gifts, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and he's usually good, but I think he just must have panicked and was like, oh, fuck it. Like, I'm in a shop. That'll do. Oh, God. Fuck I'm so sorry. Come on. You're being great. Try it. Your was, in an audio respect, incredible. I feel very brave right now, actually. A, mi- a smiley milky biscuit um, tasted of, um, oh, it tasted of a, a, like a small, hard rusk. Oh, that's good. It was actually fine. I wouldn't want more than one because, I, I don't know, I mean, it's probably one of the most disgusting things to have with wine. It was fine. It tasted, do you know what? It just tasted of calories. It just tasted of energy. It just tasted of sugar and milk. This is just exactly what you'd feed someone who you'd, just, who's, who's still like a baby that needs to grow. Like, <laughs> it's a good taste, though. Yeah, it wasn't. It's, I suppose there's some comfort in that, but I'm definitely, definitely shifting the rest of them onto my child. There's no way good I'm mothering. Good that. mothering there. <laughs> <laughs> He's four. He does need to grow. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to go back to the wine, just so you know. Go back to the wine. I'm going to um, I'm going to have a bit of mango Turkish delight. Do it. I'm going to have a sugared almond. I'm going to have a red one. Okay. Oh. These are okay. okay. These should be good. These are still squidgy, which is promising. Oh. I've gone rock I'd be in trouble, right? Okay. Three, two, one. Oh. Um. I mean, mine just tastes like sugar. Oh, does it? It's got, I can't look out what the fruity flavour is. This is no, oh, I mean, it's, the, the mango texture, right, is actually like a really nice flavour. It's like a sweetie, mm-hmm. kind of very, uh, it's got some rose water or some shit in it. Very floral. Oh, floral texture. But the texture can fuck off. It's just like kind of, Weak glue. Is there like too much purchase for your teeth? Yeah, I mean, it's not glicky. It's just, even if it's going to be glue like, it's like, well, fucking get braver as a glue then. Don't just be a kind of half glue. Do you mean like when you see those sweets that were like a paste tube and you would just squeeze a tube of sugar in your mouth? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not that, but cuboid. But I mean, to be honest, I think it's the sort of thing you could give someone who is really unwell. Again, this is... <laughs> Keep it light. What is wrong with you? Really good for someone who had no teeth. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, um, and loved flowers to eat. Ugh. It's floral Turkish delight. But floral Ugh. tastes just, they just, I don't know, they're just gross. Yeah, I agree. Like I, people, I had some floral cigarettes once from Russia. And Ooh. Like, they were really gross. Ooh. And they were cute. They were pink coloured. That's why I bought them. But shame, isn't it? <laughs> the almond just tasted of the sugar mm. with a particularly hard innard. That's what, it was nice. Like, I'm not going to, these are going to, like, survive this and they're going to be eaten. I think they 
pomegranate ketchup's just gonna have to go down the sink. I'm gonna like flush yeah. it down. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's even anything you could disguise it in. What are they like? There's no recipes that I can think of where it's like this is how to use your. I know what to throw food away at the moment, apart from unless you've got a two-year-old like jar of Aphrodite's pomegranate ketchup. I reckon you're allowed to bin that, darling. I think I'm all right to bin that. Like, you know what? Bring on the hay. I'll I'll take it. <laughs> right, I'm gonna have a deliciously free from Sainsbury's mince pie that went off. The um, okay. I'm gonna have um gone off nori chili snacks then. Ooh, okay. It looks like a normal mince pie. What do you think? Um. Oh, fine. Oh, good. That's absolutely nice. Mm, it's crispy. Yeah. <laughs> it's got no gluten or any dairy in it, so I think they've made the um. I think they've made the pastry out of biscuits instead of pastry, so it's actually oh, just really nice. nice. Yeah, I'm going to finish that out of choice. Okay, I'm going to go in for the nori. Yeah. I mean, no. Just, that's a no from me. <laughs> oh, no. What's seaweed and chilli in a crisp? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's so bad. <laughs> oh, I wish I could post your mince pie. No, oh, you fucking don't. You don't care about me. <laughs> I think I might have got some pomegranate ketchup from my finger on that. Oh no! Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? My housemate will eat those. She can enjoy that. Will she actually? Is she um, quite brave? She she won't throw anything away, so she'll have it. Okay, cool. I've seen the girl have like a slice of bread just covered in mould. And she just like, like she'll like but just pick off the blame bits. It's like it's not oh gross. <laughs> I've got a lot of respect for her. I, I respect her, I just I, you know, I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Just generally, I just want to get some sort of lockdown stuff out of you. I don't know, like how often I'm working or something. That was such a like... No, no, this is a podcast about eating. I know that. I just, the way you sort of went into it, I was like, what's like, what's this going to... Come on, tell me your truth. Ask me anything. Well, I just mean, like, uh, in terms of eating, how has this changed eating? And have you got any, like, fears or even excitement? Is there anything that you've got in that you wouldn't have got normally? And or, like, what's the best thing you've eaten since you've been in quarantine? Oh, and, um, God. And normally I'd ask if there's anything in your stocks that you're dreading, but we've already witnessed <laughs> hourly you devouring that. But is there anything conversely, then, that you're actually really excited about? Have it. Oh, God, because I'm such a tricky person because I'm a binger. Like, I'm a very natural binger. Me too. And I'm also a really, like, I've been like, I'm a lifelong secret eater. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's like, I know there's no shame with it, blah, blah, blah. But like, having my housemate here the whole time is Mm. like, I can't eat and get rid of wrappers before she gets home. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she still going out to work then? No, she works nine to five, like, in the house. Oh, fuck. But she used to go into an office. So I'm just uh, like, oh, fuck, this is so not stressful. But there's things like now she knows how much, like, how, like that it's not um, just the same pack of pasta for the week. It's been like, this is the fourth time we've done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I've got the guilt of being like, oh, I put a ration. But I've always, I've got a real, like, realisation of, you really see, don't you, whether when you're used to not being observed yeah. in what you eat and how much you eat, and then you and all the opposite, you're used yeah. to being observed. I've I've had my missus here for kind of most of this year, really, yeah. and now not. Well, I've got the opposite where it's like, oh, so you can have like you know, in a good positive way, I've noticed I'm not being much different to when I'm being watched. That's but it's true. still just like eating loads. I just like eating loads. But it, there, if you if you're into that as well, then it's there's this funny thing now about like, well, when can we next go to the shops, and what will there be there at the shops? So mm-hmm. it's a head fuck, isn't it? Actually, because yeah. I don't know. Well, well, maybe we'll get into other stuff on that. <laughs> being a secret eater, like the idea of going to the shop, not being able to get what you want, like yeah, the fear of being hungry. Right. Mm-hmm. so real but also like I'm someone who has always been like if it's there I'll eat it like I will eat through like being overly full like I can push through that pain barrier like no one you can't so people who can like order a pizza and then put it in the fridge and not go back to it until the next day <laughs> I've had to pour bleach on bread before to stop me I'm a monster like Man. I remember three years ago um, eating a jar of peanut butter and then couldn't stop so I sprayed it with deodorant. So I was like, I won't eat through the chemicals. That's a proper disorder then. And then I just sprayed the chemical layer and went back to it. What's wrong with me? (laughs) Basically. I read that in an interview, you know, that you did. That you Was it sprayed some peanut butter with perfume? Yeah, like deodorant. Yeah. So bad, isn't it? But like, I literally, I feel like I'm just, I'm trying to not make food the warrior priority because it usually is with my day anyway. Right, fair enough. It's like, I'm just, I'm going to the shop. I'm like, what is in? Like, I did have the last week, I went to the shop twice. I went out twice. 
and mm-hmm. both they had no pasta and I was like but I, I need pasta <laughs> yeah Oh, it's really hard as well. I think this is particularly hard. I want to go more into um, putting bleach and perfume on food later. Um, but please, if you don't mind. Um, I um, I do think there's something really fascinating in um, a sort of what a, uh, a kind of privilege slash reality check this has been for so many people. Because like, it, nobody like needs pasta. And nobody like needs, you know, like every, I have a thing which is like leveled up from that, which is, um, and I've, I've watched my mum have it too, because I'm having to post my mum some, some stuff that nobody needs. Yeah. But that sort of does because they're just things she always had in. I'm talking about oat cakes and tahini. <laughs> Can't, they're not allowed to go out at all, my mum and stepdad. And they've got people bringing them everything they need, bread, you know, milk, all their fresh fruit and vegetables, protein stuff. You know, they, they, they live near farms. They're getting beautiful stuff. They've got beautiful places to go for walks. Like, they've got sweet, sweet life. But because she's used to having tahini and oat cakes and pine nuts, that's how fucking middle class we're talking, it's a- <laughs> But I get it, like, and I get it if you're like, oh, I just don't like not having any pasta in. But what I don't know, it is also, I'm having this real kind of um, really interesting, uh, I suppose, eye opener about oh, like, okay. let's go for it, let's be those people. Well, I just think like, there's so many things that I was like, I, I, oh, I, I always have that in, but you don't have to have that in. Like you don't need to have that in. But also, I've done so much work, and that's why I want to get back into the spraying perfume on peanut butter and stuff. But um, <clears throat> I've, over the last few years, I've done such an enormous amount of work in therapy and in life generally to, to vortex the shame out of eating. Um, oh, amongst yeah. other things. And, like, you know, see, see, to see an end to disordered eating, essentially. Um, yeah. And that started, for me, years of going, well, it, make it not a secret, do you know what I mean? Talk about it on your podcast every week. <laughs> and um, much like, you know, it was even when you said, I'm a secret eater, that, I mean, you, by definition, they stopped it being secret by, by saying it out loud and doing brilliant stand-up about it. I stopped because I felt like it was too private, which is so weird given the things that I'm happy to say. And then now I'm doing stand-up, like I was in lockdown, doing stand-up about it again. It's so yeah. weird because it is such a, like, yeah, because it's so... I don't know how to describe like a bad relationship with food because it's like you still need to eat. It's so public. Like, yeah, particularly like you have to eat out and about sometimes. You can't just eat everything at home privately as you want to, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because like for me, all I want to do is eat in private when no one can see exactly what I'm having. Yeah, fucking hell though. But that is like, that is disordered eating, isn't it? I um, I've said it before ages ago on this podcast, but I've, the one of the reasons I wanted to start doing it, or, or certainly started talking to a shrink about like eating, is that I had a shrink years ago, the only other therapist I've ever had, um, who I was seeing for a heartbreak and like sort of quite site specific peak depression but um i um we'd got we'd been talking for about a year and she'd helped me loads and we sort of worked through most stuff that we were gonna you know to do with the heartbreak and then um she sort of randomly one day said to me um and how's your relationship with eating and um and i was like oh great yeah 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 love it love it love it love it love it yeah and um 
really love it. Love food. Love eating. Like almost like making a about it sort of a thing. Yeah, totally. Well, I was just yeah. like, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, great. And then she went, okay, well, what have you eaten today? And um, I hadn't binge eaten that day, as I record. I don't think I had. Yeah. But um, just being asked, what have you eaten today, was the most, I felt like she'd said, take all your fucking clothes off. Like, it felt like the most invasive, personal, rude, intimate question to be asked. And then, I don't know, I, I can't remember how I reacted, but I remember her being like, okie dokie, <laughs> she's not ready yet. Um, why was that? That question shouldn't be so hard to be asked. But it is, I've got a bit in stand-up about, like, the idea of someone seeing a food diary of mine feels worse than them seeing my incognito mode, like, searches for porn. Do you know what I mean? Like, I honestly, like, I just, I don't know why there's so much shame bit around it. I genuinely, like, part of me thinks it's because I watched so much diet TV shows growing up. Like, I always thought, like, if I talk about it, then the next logical step is for me to be standing in skin-coloured underwear next to a feeding tube with Dr. Christian Jensen, like, tutting at me as they just put in loads of bread. But it is, I think we forget how saturated we've been kind of since birth mm-hmm. with um, with the idea that, especially as a woman, almost entirely as a woman, you should definitely be constantly trying to be smaller. But this thing, have a small appetite. A small appetite has always been in my head as something that's um, attractive, like a necessary quality to be attractive. Like, But that's something you can choose. I know, I know. But it's just, it was so ingrained in me. And this is like, so I'm talking to you um, as someone who hasn't, never I've addressed it but I haven't fully addressed it like I'm aware I have disordered eating I'm aware it's a problem but I haven't done everything I could to get it under control because I'm just not quite there yet does that make sense without sounding like a full coward total sense because it's so all-consuming and because it is something that you're faced with in minimum three times a day for people who have a normal like a normal like a better relationship with food love the word normal <laughs> I don't think many people have a I, I, I don't know anyone who has a perfect relationship with food I know one or two people who are close mm. but it, it's a, I think this is just a spectrum of I think this not eating disorders that's different but disordered eating is so incredibly normal once you start learning about it yeah. um, I include in that um, sitting around talking about weight and the diets that we're on. Like that for me was yeah. all of growing up, all of hanging around with women and girls. was com- It was constantly because, but it's just like you're saying, the, the main reason to, the main joy when you can let it go, however temporarily or however complicated that is and there's no overnight fix, but the, the main desire for me to want to eventually have let that go in a way that's really sturdy, the getting there, that it's eggy, um, is just to free up all that brain space and heart space and energy. Because actually, what how freeing not to be fucking thinking all the time yeah. about the consequences of everything that you consume, especially when you're at a time of... I, I do really feel... Uh, uh, during something like a massive international fucking crisis like this where everybody's so fragile. Yeah. And everybody is. So where to go for support? Uh, I know there's like... Did you ever like come across OA? Oh, um, is that like Overeaters Anonymous? Yeah, exactly. 
I um I never did because um well I, I'd be interested to know your opinion before I give mine actually because mine's maybe a bit tangy. Oh well, okay, right. So I've actually never been to OA. I found out it existed. I think about five years ago when I was living in Germany, and I was like, if I'm going to do it, I would do it here because right. I feel like I would have the least crossover or chance of running into someone. That's the fear with these things, right? Even though there's no judgment, it's anonymous. The idea of someone hearing everything was terrifying. It's, a, it's a lot more A than O, isn't it, if you go and do it in Germany? <laughs> yeah. I get it. But then also it's that feeling of being like, but am I that bad? It's the same as like any sort of mental health disorder. You're like, oh, am I actually depressed or am I just crying all the time? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like have I just, am I just someone who is just am I just like I think because the word greedy got thrown around so much when I was younger like oh Helen's just super greedy she's super greedy and no who was saying that your family like yeah like not to name specific people but like I was like secret eating but obviously when you're secret eating as a like an 11 year old in a household where someone else is bringing the food in yeah. Like it's obvious that it's going and my siblings mm-hmm. were very wiry. So of course it was me. And then it was just like, oh, you're greedy though. And then I've sort of got that in my head. Maybe like, it's not a problem. Maybe it's me. So I've sort of, I just need to make, there's loads of things I need to make my peace with, with it. But then to put yeah. it in the context of this time, it's like, obviously like me not getting pasta is not a big deal, but yeah. when I'm already like struggling to accept that someone is going to be able to see everything that I eat during the day. Yeah. And so I'm not eating as much as I would normally, which isn't a big shift because I think I'm like, we're all like, I'm not doing as much, so I don't need as much food. Right, right, right. This is fucking barefaced, big old question, but I hope there aren't times where you're hungry and not eating. I hope there aren't times where you're hungry and not eating, even when there's yeah. food to eat. I don't know. Now I'm thinking, I'm like, like I'm really comfortable with my housemate more than I would be if I was like at home or in a new flat. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For I sure. Think that thing of like, you know, when you move, oh, like, you're not isolating. Hell, I'm so happy you're not isolating with the people who called you greedy when you were a kid. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> Me too. Could you imagine? I'd be awful. Oh my awful. God, I feel it. I feel similar in the sense that I was like, if I, it, when the food's being eked out, if I wasn't in control of the eking, and someone else, you know, if I was with a parent now, frankly, or, or you know, any family, family. Oh yeah. God, my. Hot if that's anyone who is. I know. Well, there's a, there was a moment when it was like, oh, maybe I should go because my parents aren't together. So my mum is actually right. by herself, whereas my sister's with my dad. And right. I was like, oh, there's a minute where I was like, maybe and like my brother couldn't go because he's got very bad asthma. So it would have been me. But I was yeah. like, oh, she hasn't specifically said. And I also know that we would just have the food chat so many times. Mm. if you're listening to this and you are some you are isolating with your children whatever age they are please 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 let them eat whatever they want and keep your judgment to yourself totally and i'm so aware as well that like my like it would have been passed down from my parents because of it being passed down from their parents you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh like, my god, yeah. The buck doesn't stop. But it's that thing of like being like their parents are raised on rations, so they're very particular about food. Our parents yeah. are raised during the fad diet generation of just sort of like yeah. Atkins, cabbage soup. Whereas for me, I feel like I mean, you've got war there, you've got fad science and diets. 
And then I mm. only think um, my world fell apart when Special K released a promotion saying drink, uh, eat two bowls for breakfast and lunch and lose two jean sizes. And every girl I went to freaked out. Oh. Uh, rations. Fucking hell. It's Fucking so hell. hard. It's so dark. <laughs> I know. But then in the context of something like this, it doesn't, it really isn't the most important thing. And I no, know, but it's worth talking. I think, and I think there's something um, really good about us having a conversation this frank, tits deep in the middle of this, because I think there'll be so many people who are at whatever stage, like fetus through to old lady stage of co- cognition and um, uh, and through from just acknowledging their eating is disordered right through to people with full-on eating disorders yeah. who are um, in, or maybe even right through to people with full-on eating disorders who are completely recovered, you yeah. know, or really so far down the road in terms of recovery. That's the whole spectrum we've got. And I think from, from the first one I said to the last one, you probably have encompassed 90% of women, frankly. <laughs> um, I do, I do. And I, from two and a bit years of doing this podcast, I hardly spoke to anybody who said their relationship with eating was fine. And the one or two people who did were lying and didn't want to be asked that. Yeah. It, it, it's, we, it, we, so this is going to have, this, the implications of how we are shifting views on eating uh, and, and access to food and to varying degrees, different people. I mean, there's so many ways in which I'm so lucky that there are people who won't yeah. get the food. So, so basically, why I think it's really important to say there will still, there's some, there has to be uh, a middle ground possible to find between making do with what you've got to eat at the moment and still holding on to that um, ultimate uh, curing, freeing ideal, which yes. is to eat what you want without judgment and shame. Totally. And I, don't, I don't mean um, binge. Sometimes eating what you want is eating to crush emotions or it is eating to yeah. feel comfort. I don't mean only eat when you're physically hungry. That's not what I mean. That And, and to go back to OA, my perceived issue with them, and if anyone from OA is listening and they want to correct me on this, but as I understand it, I do know people with eating disorders who've had great success with yeah. them. However, I um, I think their fundamental premise is fucked up in the sense that they do see well, they that it is this they the very name of it, Overeating Anonymous, assumes that it's for people who eat too much. Whereas I would argue that there's just people who are hungrier than other people, and there are people who yeah, yeah maybe when they're not physically hungry, but if you call it overeating, it's the same as using the word obesity rather than fat. Like you are basically saying it's negative. Then it's ultimately absolutely negative, mm-hmm. and, and and it sort of it's very title sort of adds to fat shame essentially is the simplest way of putting it it adds to the it ultimately promotes the idea that anyone who isn't thin should be always at least somewhere in their mind striving to be thin which i I now genuinely believe from the pit of my heart is utter dog shit it is utter dog shit this is the thing like i have i look at like when i look back at like when i was the most confident or felt most secure in my body it doesn't line up with when i was thinner like it just doesn't it doesn't for anyone. No, it doesn't, but you you are trained to believe it would. Yes. 
And it's yeah. so bizarre because it's like that link in my brain, even though I know it's not true and it's happened in my own life and I know it isn't that way, it still mm-hmm. feels linked in some way. Like to the point where I'll be like, oh, like, oh, I guess if that's not going to work out this year, then I'll just lose weight this year instead. But then yeah. I can't do what some people can do, which is just um, eat healthier. Like it's, that's not the thing. It's the, I can, I will eat to do other stuff. Like I, I will eat through a pain barrier to the point of sickness and then carry on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like a form of self-harm. It is, it, it, I'll, 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 I'll do it too and I've been there and it, it essentially, I think one thing that really had my eyes opened is that I was, I hadn't realised I was eating to numb emotion. Like the same reasons why you would smoke or drink or take drugs or, um, or fuck someone you didn't really fancy or, um, oh, there's a million different things that people do to numb emotions because yeah. our emotions actually, when you're faced with them, face to face are utterly unbearable. Um yeah especially during this time. So I just think, I just think whatever goes, whatever gets you through that's not harming anyone else. And it, what, what, what boggles me is that there's so much shame and self-loathing in the use of food yeah. to, to get the edge off your emotions compared to literally any of those other things. Any yeah. of them. All, and, and loads of them have seen are pretty cool. And they're all, and almost all the other ones lead to harming other people, unlike eating. But don't you think that's because, like, it's not like, so, like, alcoholism is a form of self-harm, but we're not seeing on, like, TV and in media, like, but just have this water instead of that bottle of beer, whereas for food, we're just like, just have this health bar, just go yeah. to the gym, like, just go yeah. on a TV show where they'll film you secret eating and then invite you to a clinic, like, it's because it's, it's oh. do you know what I mean? It's adding to the shame, shame perpetuation. It's a cycle of dog shit. It's it big totally old cycle. Is. It's that whole thing as well with overeating, like even within the eating disorder community, as it were. Like yeah. anorexia is a documentary, but overeating is like a TV show with a funny noise where you push fat people off a couch. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, anorexia is BBC One. Bulimia is like Channel Five. Later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not bulimia, because but binge eating for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Great point well made. Great point well made. Can I ask you some sort of silly, jolly questions? Yes, of course. I'm, I'm going to keep... <laughs> what a total drift, eh? Just to sort of like... Just to sort of... Yeah, next question. <laughs> <laughs> question um, alright what should we go for have you ever used food as a weapon feels like thrown it at someone yeah, yeah. or part of a prank oh my god let me think oh yeah no I have I did an awful one yeah um, it was more of a coffee I was um, I was working in a cafe on South Bank and this <laughs> is <laughs> so childish <laughs> I was working with a boy I fancied I thought oh, I'll do a prank on him, which oh God, I've not thought this through since I've done it. Is, is, is that how you thought you'd start flirting? I think I'd already been trying with the whole sort of like go fuck yourself, you're an asshole. Like I was doing all the good stuff, you know, and um, <laughs> all the good negging that everyone loves from a lass. And then basically. Um, he so we would make um, coffees for our friends as well as each other's friends for free, obviously. And my friend came in and we were going down to like Reading or Fleet. I'm from Fleet, from Waterloo. And he popped in before we went to the train station. 
and um uh my the boy i fancied made him a coffee and um as a joke i was like oh like put pepper in it ha ha he'll hate that and he was like oh should i fine i was like don't do that don't do that but then he did it and i was like ha good one he's gonna hate that obviously you didn't though and he was like no i didn't and he winked to me and then, this is oh my god this is how awful i am we got to the station and i was like i'm gonna text him and say you're allergic to pepper and make him swear he put it in or didn't put it in to make him panic and say we're going to the hospital <laughs> Shit! Oh, wow. <laughs> and then, and then all I can remember is the guy just called me up, being like, "Are you serious? I did, I did. Are you serious? Are you serious? Is he okay?" And I was like, "Nah, joke. We're just on Southwest trains. Got you." Oh, <laughs> oh dude! What was my plan there? What was the plan? Did you ever get off of him? Um, no. Oh, I was really hoping you did. I, you know what? I had to think there because I did a lot of um, sleeping over at his house and he'd put me in the living room and I'd creep up for the morning to be like, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, God, what Trist. <laughs> oh, my God, I feel like I'm going to catch all my skin off so badly right now. I'm panicking. <laughs> Oh, I remember um, working in a, it's a sort of like shit tourist attraction job. Um, and, um, and, and, and there was this bloke working there and then I did, it wasn't like, but there was like a vibe. So a vibe. So there was a bit of chemistry, but it wasn't, neither of us were like, I definitely, it's not someone who I was like, mm, oh, I missed my chance, you know, but there was some vibes. There was like, a, oh, this has the potential to, I bet if we kiss, it would be a good kiss, but I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go in hard for this, but I remember um, it, it was obviously obvious that there were some vibes because at one point I was, he was like, oh, what are you going to go out and get from the shop? And I was like, what's it? And he was like, my girlfriend likes what's it? Oh. And he could tell that he'd been waiting for weeks to find a sort of semi-natural in to tell me that he had a girlfriend. Awful. Oh, my God. Awful, really, really Honestly. awful. We're it's, no longer in touch. But were you like nineteen twenty? I was older. I was, I must have been in my early 20s. Oh, that's embarrassing then. I was 19, so I'm cool. Yeah, you're totally cool. <laughs> um, you are fucking cool. Um, uh, what else? Ooh, 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 what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? And have you ever eaten anything while it was still alive? Oh, my um, Not while it was still alive, I don't think. I've definitely yeah. had a selection of weird. Half my family are um, Malaysian. Oh, I know, curveball. <laughs> so we spent a lot of time there. Oh, I tell you what the weirdest thing I've ever eaten, but I've had it a couple of times and it's it sounds really bad, but it's fine. It's um Metegel, it's like uh Germans eat raw mince meat. Say it again. Germans eat raw mince. But what was the name of it you said? It's hedgehog in German. Oh. And it's wow. so is it like in France they have steak tartare, don't they? So Which it's is like that, but basically what you do is you have a block of, like you get your raw mincemeat and you fashion it into a little hedgehog shape. <laughs> and then you just, you stick little, um, like, like pretzel, pretzel sticks out of it mm. to make it look spiky. And then great. the whole family are like, great, let's have this raw mince at the weekend. <laughs> wow. Is it seasoned or something? Is it nice? Because uh, steak tartare is lush. Yeah, it's fine. It's seasoned. It's good. I just think the first time I heard about it was as an adult and I was like, oh, oh dear. God, that sounds fucking wrong. That sounds so wrong. 
you know what I've got? I've got less squeamish as an adult now. Like the idea of a haggis now, I think, yeah, so fucking what? Tastes really nice. For me, it depends on like a texture or something, whether I'm like, I just yeah. can't. The idea of like watching those I'm a celebrity challenges with the eyeballs, I'm like, absolutely not. I say that, yeah, no, I fucking actually, I massive U-turn from me. I, I, I've said it before, I can't, I'm not doing, I'm never eating anything's nut or eyeball to just for the sake of being on telly. Absolutely not, thank you. I had a bit of um, Turkish Delight and that wasn't even to get on telly. That was just to be on my own podcast. I know, but the pomegranate ketchup honestly worse than the raw mints. Yeah. Oh, God. We're brave. We're just a couple of brave women. Fasta, fasta, at the end of the day, just being me. Don't even try to be brave, I just am. <laughs> Don't look at me, it's all I have. Everything, is everything. Um, have you got any sort of predictions in terms of where you think eating will go in the future in terms of maybe like technology and or the environment? Technology? Oh my God. Yeah, I reckon everything is going to be like from like a factory and like we'll get food that's lasered out by beams and it'll be magical. Yeah. And like, Do you mean like printer beams? Like a laser beam will create like a cake. Oh, right. Like in Star Trek. Yeah. Where like you talk to the dispenser and it like a, a roast pops out. Yes, exactly. Oh, wow. It's going to be fucking life changing. If it tastes really nice, will you care? Oh, my God. I mean, I'm, I've always been more of a quantity rather than quality girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> as Oh, I love it. There's a lot of it, and it's hot. I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Also, roast doesn't really matter how it tastes as long as the gravy is good. Does that make sense? It so, makes like, absolute sense. It's why a vegetarian roast is absolutely fine. Exactly, because it's just about the taste of the gravy, because that takes over everything else. Blah blah. blah. Mind um, you, I think Yorkshire pudding and a roasty is also it's such a joyful thing when brilliant. Exactly. If it's brilliant. It taste of anything do they they're just really exciting textures mm, so good but I feel like they feed my soul Yorkshire puddings I feel like they go to a bit of me that's never not ready to be slightly it, they cure a bit of me and they do something magical like a wizard's invented them but this is the thing this is where my brain is so messed up that I think because Yorkshire puddings I only had them at home growing up and I'm so aware of if I take more than one I'll be watched. So now they're sort of ruined for me. Does that make sense? Oh, no, I want you to, I wish you, as soon as we're out of quarantine, can you come here and have as many Yorkshire puddings as you want, please? Oh, because then I'll be super aware of it. Do you know, I'm like, I can't be, fuck anyone watching you. I know how stupid I sound. Like, I know I'm sick. Not sick, you're not sick. You're just, it's just, anyone watching you who cares how much anyone else is eating, they're the cunt. That's the problem. That's what I'm trying to convey. Sorry for calling your family a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm loving the moment. <laughs> we were in the, um, I went to the park uh, for one outing earlier with my son and um, he was dressed as Batman and he oh, found wow. a really massive stick that made him look like Gandalf and I said you know you look like bat Gandalf and he went what's a Gandalf and I said and he was jumping off a really high wall which is obviously a terrible idea when you can't really go to hospital um, <laughs> and, I, and I said well Gandalf's a wizard and he went what's a wizard and I was like you know what a wizard is and he went this is the campest thing he's ever said he went is a wizard a very cheeky boy <laughs> <laughs> no it's a magical man 
Oh, how cute, though. Bit of fun. I really want you to have any as many Yorkshire puddings as you want. Okay, and I'll, I'll try. That's all I. It's all I beg of you. <laughs> no pressure. Um, if there was literally no other option, would you eat a person? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could eat anything if I was pushed to it. No stress. Great. Say scrum diddly umptious. No. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly Someone goes back in time and flicks a leaf at the very exact time, which means that now in this future, because of the butterfly effect, we don't have mobile phones. Everybody loses their minds. Oh God, I wrote this before the lockdown. Everyone would actually lose their minds, wouldn't they? Everyone's having to stick to arrangements, but also much worse. Um, to, um, people get stranded and can't get help. Babysitters can't tell parents things, and no one sees um, anywhere near as much as they used to of strangers' naked bodies. It's awful. Luckily, they've agreed to go and unflick the leaf back in time so that we all get uh, our mobile phones, which are our best friends, back. But only if you, and weirdly, it does have to be you, Helen, do 400 meter hurdle race, but carrying a medium sized shed. It sounds impossible, but you do it. You're a hero. You're a reward. Yeah, you make it. Um, your reward is the adulation of all people for all time for, get, for getting us our mobile phones, uh, which are our best friends back. Um, but um, obviously that's no use to you really in the, in the immediate moment. You're really hungry. You've just done this amazing thing. I want you to be in the perfect state of um, hunger and joy. Uh, I'd love to know um, your reward is the feast of your dreams. Nothing has to be ethical, possible. What the fuck if it's healthy? No one's watching. <laughs> um, I want to know what you'd eat. Uh, it doesn't even have to be possible any of this. What would your dream things be to eat to drink and if there's a who with and where then there's you can do a who with and where oh my god that's such like, number one amazingly worded no really oh i was really feeling you've made me feel like i deserve whatever i'm gonna ask for good because you fucking do <laughs> like you really you've got me in that headspace right so good. i'm doing dominoes um, yeah. large pieces, uh, big ones of the garlic and herb dip, like the big pot, mm. £1.25 pot. Yes. Um, I'm getting a loaf of like sugary white bread, a jar of peanut butter, but like the sugary one, like Sun Pat. Yeah. Um, I'm making like shitloads of like jam and peanut butter sandwiches all layered up. Oh my God. Mm. I'm having like 20 Kinder Buenos and Kit Kat Chunkies. Yes. I have the milkshake from Shakeaway that's called The Dave. Yes, what's in that? Um, Ferrero Rocher, Kinder Bueno, vanilla and cocoa powder. It's fucking oh. incredible. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I want to get crabs from Berlin. Okay. I want to get like really big, like proper kebabs covered mm. in like the garlic sauce they have there and the chili sauce. Oh my god! I'm honestly losing it. Can I also? Can I have? Oh my god! Can I have? Oh, can I have orange squash? Yes, of course you can. It's a brand. But can I have vodka in it? Like weak orange squash yeah. with vodka. I know that sounds really disgusting, but it's quite relaxing to drink. Okay. Yes. No one's ever gone for that before. And then a big pack of fags. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll just chew them up. I'll just chew them. Yeah. I want, I want a pack of fags and a magnum of red wine. 
<laughs> it's one of my favourite answers anyone's ever given me. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. I loved it. This has been magical. Thank you for having me. Mm, Thank you so much to the amazing Helen Bauer. What a wicked guest. Uh, Follow her on social media. She's at Helen Bauer. H-E-L-E-N-B-A-B-A-U-E-R on Twitter and on the Instagram. And you have to listen to her podcast she does with Rosie Jones called Daddy Look At Me. It's on Acast as well. And get it from all your usual uh, podcast places. It's so funny. It's so good. I'm in a couple of things on TV at the moment. The Trouble with Maggie Cole on ITV. And then I'm very, very briefly in a series on uh, iPlayer called Trigonometry. And I'm keeping it relatively noisy on the old socials. Follow us at The Hoovering Pod. Follow me at Jessica Fosterkew. Got any spare money? Chuck it to the Trussell Trust. They're an amazing um, uh, organisation, charity that run a bunch of really brilliant and necessary food banks. Um, uh, if you've got any more money than that, then I am on Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash the Hoovering Pod and you can support the podcast uh, through that. If you want to send me anything longer than a tweet, um, you can email me through my website, jessicafosterkew.com. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by and edited as well by the amazing Emma Corsham. And the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.